Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. All right, welcome to Kick Some ADHD. My name is David Johnson, and I am joined, as always, by the one and only Dana Rayburn. Dana, how are you today? I'm great, David. Thanks. How are you doing? I am all over the place and disorganized, and I keep asking myself, am I, <laughs> am I, am I doing the right thing? Am I, I, don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm getting, I'm getting some things done, but what I'm getting done, I'm not sure. I, 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 I'm struggling to get the right thing done. Yeah, and that's really a common thing with people whose brains work like us. So I think we should unpack this one a day and talk about it a little bit. What do you think? I like it. I'm looking forward to that because as always, every time I talk to you, I take away something that enables me as a business owner to be more effective with my time and my energy and all that good stuff. And uh, and so if you're wondering, if you're listening to this today and you're like, who are these two people? Well, Dana... Rayburn has been an ADHD coach for 22 years. And so get what I just said, not just a coach, but an ADHD coach. She is experienced and uh, perhaps one of the most experienced in helping people like you and me, assuming you have ADHD like I do, uh, <laughs> with, with our ADHD. She's been a business owner for 30 years, so she is not new to the struggles that business owners face. And uh, so I am excited about this. I actually found Dana and she started coaching me. And one day we had this conversation. I said, Dana, let's do a podcast. There are so many people who need what you have. So that's why we're here. I, on the other hand, am the owner of a digital marketing agency, recently diagnosed just about a year and a half ago with ADHD. So in my 40s, before I realized that I had it. And we are going to talk today to anyone who might be struggling to get the right stuff done. And David, I want to interrupt you before you go on, because I think you left something really important out of that. Okay. I have ADHD too. I did and leave I that was, out. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. And I was diagnosed in my mid forties also. Um, and so now I'm giving away my age because I've known about it for a long time. However, yeah. So the, Takeaway is you can have ADHD and you can really learn how to be able to get stuff done and you can learn how to run a, a profitable business and you can learn how to be the one in charge of what you're doing every day instead of your brain running the show. And our brains do, <laughs> they do tend to do, that's one of the, probably the most startling revelations I had about ADHD, ADHD, I can speak, was that my brain was hijacking me in ways far more ways than I ever imagined it could without me knowing about it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like to use the analogy that it's like you're driving a car, but your brain is driving the car. So it's zipping around and it's an erratic driver. It's like Mr. Toad's wild ride at Disneyland. And it's zipping around doing whatever it wants to do. And you don't have control over it. Because if your ADHD is not managed, that's exactly what happens. Um, you're either stopped or going off on some tangent and you're not just driving straight along to where you intend to go. So the goal for coaching, the goal for working with my clients is not that they make their ADHD go away because it's not going to go away. And also I believe that having ADHD has some 
rather marvelous benefits to it, but that you're driving the car and the ADHD is in the back seat. And maybe every once in a while it just yells, yay, hey, let's do this. And then you get to stop and decide, okay, am I going to do that or not? But the ADHD is no longer driving your car. I agree. It, 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 when it's properly in its place and, and allowed to function, I, I think we with ADHD have some real superpowers. Uh, but we, we, it, on the journey to making maximizing the benefits of ADHD, we have to minimize some downsides. So getting the right stuff done is one of the problems that we have because I know for me as a business owner, sometimes no matter how important something is, something, no matter how important I know it to be, I will find myself doing something else instead. Yeah. So how does that how does that happen when we have ADHD? What is it about us that causes us to do that? Well, we're not clear on our goals and we're not clear on our intentions and we're not aware and observing what we're doing. But that so those are all issues that come into play here. But David, I think a lot of it is also is that we are with ADHD, our brains like to be busy. We it our brains want to be doing something. And so that means that we're attracted to stimulation. We're attracted to that feeling of being pushed and rushed and, oh, I have too much to do. And we don't always step back and say, yeah, but am I doing the right thing? So it it really is complicated because we get focused on getting stuff done but we're not necessarily focused on getting the right stuff done and not even knowing what the right stuff is. So what we need to do and think about is what if we shifted our goals so we focused on more on getting the right stuff done than just being busy all the time? I think that is fantastic. And I think maybe if other ADHD, uh, people with ADHD, I should say, are like me, um, it's not a question I often ask. I like it, to me. I, I I have found that I have lived, and I did live for so long with undiagnosed ADHD, that I sort of got myself entrenched into becoming a permanent firefighter. And so for me, it was always like I will work on the thing that's blazing the biggest and the loudest <laughs> because it's burning, and and I'll put that fire out. And and I don't actually ever stop to to well, I didn't. <laughs> ever stop to think, is this the thing that I really should be? Like it was self-evident that this was the thing because it was, it was truly burning, you know, and on fire. Right. Yeah. Right. And the thing to be aware of also is when we shift away from that getting to getting the right stuff done, instead of just working on what's blazing the, the biggest is it can be uncomfortable because often working on the right stuff doesn't have a big adrenaline. I can speak too adrenaline push. It doesn't. It's not stimulating. Sometimes it means just sitting back quietly and thinking or doing something that doesn't have a burning deadline, and so it doesn't feel as good for our brains. I can sympathize with that. I, I, I certainly know that my, it's not just that my brain wants to be busy. It wants to be busy on something interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, interesting is not always what I have to do right now. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Interesting isn't always what we're up to. For for many of us, some people, maybe if you're an ER doctor, you, then you're, you get to do the stimulating, the interesting 
and or maybe if you're a firefighter but still we are in as we're as we're business leaders business owners we are often in jobs where we need to be able to step back and be proactive and not just working on the most blazing fire yeah definitely definitely so what what does it end up costing us to be someone that doesn't stop and ask the question, is this what I'm working on right now? Am I working toward the most strategic, the most important goal right now, rather than just whatever I think is interesting or whatever is demanding attention? Yeah. Well, what it costs us is we don't get the important stuff done. So we're just addicted to being busy. We're busy for the sake of being busy and for that dopamine hit, for the adrenaline hit that we get by being busy. But we're running around doing a lot of stuff, but the thing that's going to take us to where we want to go is neglected or it sits on that. It sits on the shelf for years and years and years. And believe me, David, I, I did this. I used to do this for many years when I first was starting my businesses and I didn't understand. I didn't know about ADHD. I didn't understand it. I didn't know what was going on, but the cost was extreme. I mean, you're not making enough money or you're not serving the right clients or you're, you're not doing things to strategically grow your business. And we've all been there. <laughs> so yeah. It is painful. Yeah. And, and and you get into those cycles, like what I was talking about, where even if you wanted to work on something that was the most important thing, there's so much that's on fire that you, <laughs> you'll never get there. Right. You know? So right. there's, there's got to be a point at which you break the cycle and say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm from this moment, I'm working on the thing that's important and I will, um, I will adjust uh, as, as I go uh, from here. Yeah. And, and if this is not a one day fix, this is, and, and this is what I tell all of my clients and the people in my success club, which is the group and, and everything. This is not a one day fix. This is changing consistent, small changes over time. So, so, um, building that muscle, I like to call it building the muscle. So you're strengthening over time, learning to be focused and doing the right things. So it takes habits, it takes skill, it takes awareness, it takes intentions. And those are all things we need to bring into the mix. Yeah. So this is a, this is a common thing, right? You've seen this. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, a client that um, I, and I, all my clients sign confidentiality things. So I change names. Yes. But I, 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 appreciate that. I was, yeah, <laughs> uh, um, let's call him Kirk. And I was working with him last week. He is a, he's an attorney. He's been an attorney for about 15 years now. And he finally decided that he wanted to go out on his own and have his own practice. And it's this shift for him that he's had, he's been really frustrated because he's busy. He's busy all the time and we, he comes on the calls and he's talking about all how busy he is, but he's busy doing things that aren't getting him to where he wants to go. So he's very busy acting like he's got a law firm that's going to pay him his salary every two weeks or month or however often he was getting paid before. And his world isn't like that right now. Right now, his priorities have got to be building his his practice, building the systems and the structure for his practice, and also taking really good care of his clients and having billable hours. But when we start to tear apart what he's, how he's spending his day and his week, it's, oh, he's doing this pro bono project, or he's working for this, um, on this committee, building this presentation, and he's not 
been focused on the right things. So we've had to consciously pull him back and do a course correct and, and pull him out of other projects where he's saying to committees, I'm sorry, I can't be on this anymore, or I cannot have this big of a role. My priorities have changed. And and that's not an easy thing to do, but it's what he has to do to be able to fulfill his goal of having a, a thriving law practice where he's doing work that he loves for people that he enjoys and that he's making enough money to be able to support himself in the way he wants. I can imagine that just being a, a, a like a an excruciating place to be because it would seem like everything is super important, right? You, you know, yeah. you, the, the billable hours are important. The systems are important, but doing all the things I already committed to doing, that's also important. And, and so I can imagine that being challenging. Well, I tell you what, when we come back, Dana, I'm going to ask if you would share some really super practical stuff with us about what we can do to sort of have that intervention that you, that you had with the, the, the client who, who, whose name is not Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> and he may not even be a man. <laughs> love it. I love it. <laughs> I do sex changes here all the time. Oh, that's great. Uh, just like that, you're, you, you too can have a gender change. All right. Well, we'll be back in just a moment and uh, we'll dive into that. Hey, it's David. Listen, Dana's not with me on this part. I'll tell you why. We launched this podcast knowing that we were just going to do something that we thought would be helpful. And yeah, there's a chance that at some point we might gain an audience and get some sponsorships or whatever and make this something that we can sustain financially as well. But right now, we both had decided actually to do a podcast without talking to one another about it. It was just completely independent of each other. And it's both, both of us had similar reasons, right? We both suffered so much. And Dana has uncovered some really fantastic truths in her more than two decades of helping people just like you and me who have been struggling with being productive and being, you know, like I've been not just a professional, but a business owner. And, you know, you got to try to, to make things work. And, and, you know, I was undiagnosed for such a long time. I didn't realize there were things that I could be doing that would make a huge difference. And so sure. Coaching is great. You can hire a coach. Maybe you already have a coach. That's fantastic. I highly recommend that. Uh, or you could join a, a group like Dana's ADHD Success Club, which is a group deal. It might cost you a little bit less, but you get a little less one-on-one -on -one attention. Or for the price of what you might spend on coffee for not even not even an entire month, when we want, when we aren't on lockdown and you're going to Starbucks or wherever your your coffee fix comes from, for for less than the price of what you would spend on coffee in in just a month's period of time. You can pick up a tool that I think is going to make it. In fact, I'm convinced it's going to make an enormous difference for me. You. You're going to thank me for telling you about this. It's an audio program that Dana built, and it's called the Foundations of ADHD Success. It's divided up into 15 ADHD-friendly parts, so you can listen to this program in chunks if you want to, or you can plow all the way through it. There are three modules. The first one is called Three ADHD Truths. She helps you understand how your brain works, how your motivation works. She's got the entire list of all 60 of the ADHD symptoms and traits, not all her symptoms. Um, she's got a second module. It's called Didn't Notice It, Can't Fix It. And that's all about awareness, ways to, to understand uh, how the ADHD is actually impacting you, but not just being aware because, you know, awareness by itself doesn't do it. 
She's also got some fantastic tools that you can use that will help you catch yourself when you're getting off track and get right back on track and, and get things done. The third module is called Clarity is Your Friend, and it's all about setting yourself up for success. I can't even begin to take the time right now to tell you all about what's in this program, but I want to invite you to check it out. It's on Dana's website, DanaRayburn.com. It's right there on the homepage. Just scroll down a little ways, and you'll see where she starts to uh, talk about this audio program. And there's a green button that says Get Access Now. So go to DanaRayburn.com, D-A-N-A-R-A-Y-B-U-R-N.com. And scroll down, look for the Get Access Now button. It's not a huge financial investment. In fact, it's, it's got way more value than what you're going to spend on it. I guarantee it. And so I want to invite you to go check it out and, uh, and then come back and listen to the rest of this episode because we've got some great stuff for you here. But go now, DanaRayburn.com. Scroll down, hit Get Access Now. You're going to thank me for it. All right, so we're talking today about... What is it that we need to do to get the right stuff done instead of the shiny, interesting, or in, in my case, screaming for attention because it's urgent and it's a problem? Uh, Dana, so what, if, what are some practical things that we can do uh, when we find ourselves shooting from the hip? What I really want people to do, David, is to step back and just identify their mo- most important things. I like to work from a standpoint of intentions what's what's my intention so for kirk is is when we started to talk about it he realized that oh yeah doing pro bono committee work probably isn't my most important thing my most important thing right now is to get the business set up so i can pay my mortgage or get the law practice set up so i can pay my mortgage and so you you need to step back and think what are my priorities right now what's the most important thing so you know, that's great when you have a coach. And and of course, I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm not uh, in, intending to just make this a sales pitch for Dana's coaching. But what are like, obviously, even if I if I don't have a call with my ADHD coach today, there are some things that I could do on a daily basis that might put me in the situation where I'm asking myself that question, right? Rather than just hoping I ask it at some yeah. point. <laughs> right? Yeah. And yeah. And so it's noticing where the problems are, where mm. the rub is. I can use myself as an example. So I am, yeah, I've been do, working for a lot of years and I'm starting to think it, it might be nice to not maybe retire, but to, to start to, to dial down the, the business. So I'm sure. not working, you know, a million hours a week. And so I can take more vacations and things like that without having just anyway. So it's, so the goal used to be to, you know, make a ton of money and have a whole bunch of clients and all of that. But now, now the long term is, is, well, I've been doing that and it's great, but that's not a pace that I'm going to be able to, to stay with for, for the next 10 years. So the goal needs to be shifting to, okay, how do I build a business for the long run? And that's actually one of the frameworks of my goals right now. How do I build a business for the long run? One that I can still love, be engaged in, still make enough money, but something that I can also start to bring in a little bit more um, free time and less stress with. So I'm watching this Netflix series right now called Inside Bill's Brain. Ooh. It's Bill Gates. Yeah. And uh, I'm only a couple episodes in, but they talk about something that he famously did which I remember reading about many years ago and thinking, you know, it must be nice to be a billionaire with, you know, however many thousands of employees Microsoft has because he had the time 
and the audacity to take a think week. He would he would take a week out of his calendar and go somewhere in a cabin by a lake and just read and think for a week. Um, I don't have that luxury. <laughs> you know, right. if I stop working, my business grinds to a halt. So, and yeah. I don't even think David that with ADHD, a think week is going to be that productive for us. I, because it sounds like a, we're not going to sit there and think. No, I can we're see it going sit, off the rails very quickly. <laughs> yeah, it go off. The, it, we would we'd be there at the cabin. Um, go we go on a squirrel week is what we would do. <laughs> so we cannot compare ourselves to Bill Gates. And by the way, I have always thought it's fabulous that Bill the billionaire billionaire. I mean, that it, anyway, that's silly. Um, forgive me. No, um, I think it's hilarious. It's yeah. <laughs> Bob anyway, Bill the billionaire. Yeah. So so it's just look at what look at what the problem is. Look at what the rub is right now. And for for so many business owners, I mean, I've been there, you've been there, we've all been there. It's a lot of us, it's not making enough money. And so, okay, and that's what Kirk was doing. I'm not making enough money. All right. So there's the problem. Then what do you need to do to step back and Think, what are the actions that are going to help me make enough money? What are the products that are going to help me make the mo- make enough money? What do I need to do to, in order to make enough money? So let's pretend for a minute that none of us have ADHD. What would we do in Kirk's situation if we, did, if we didn't have this brain thing to deal with? You would step back and you would say, oh, okay, I need to make more money. So these, this is, I need to make 15 sales calls a day. And if I make 15 sales calls a day, I'm going to have, you know, I'm just guessing on percentages because frankly, I don't do math. I will have, that means I'll have five people in my pipeline and a week and blah, 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 blah. And I, so they would sit down and they would have really tight structures about the things that they would be doing in order to make that goal of having more money. And they'd also be so it'd be really specific on the actions. See, that sounds a lot like the sort of system I might design for a business owner that needs more, you know, leads coming in, right? We, you, well, you, if you need more leads, you got to have more website visitors, you got to have more conversions into people who fill out your form, and then you got to have more whatever, right? So, but I'm hearing you say that's what people without ADHD would do. Yeah. Why? What, like, okay, so what? What do we need to do? If, if, what we need to do instead. is be is to be clear on the goal. But the goal needs to be less structured. So the goal needs to be to spend a certain amount of time and focus each week on making sales calls or doing things that we're getting out in front of people, but not such a structured, precise number. And it's a real, it's, it's a tough thing to think about, but what I call is call it as velvet structure because Part of the problem with ADHD is we need structure, but we resist it. We don't like it or we think we don't like it because often structures are so tight that we don't have flexibility within it. So for example, um, I need to, every week I need to prepare a module for the success club for my, my group program. And so the, the, uh, someone without ADHD might say, okay, every day I'm going to work on the success club module first thing in the morning for an hour. And boom, 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 boom. And after, or two hours and after five days, I would have this done. Well, that's, I, I cannot commit 
to working on it for two hours a day. <laughs> I would shoot myself. I'm not really, but you know, right. like, yeah, that's. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it would make me crazy and I wouldn't do it. And I may do it the first day. And then the second day, maybe I'd do an hour. And then the third day I would say, I can't do this. And I'd run off and do something else. Or the so, night before the thing would happen, I would have some caffeine fueled overnight, you know, you know, exactly. Exactly. Cause that's exactly. what we do, right? We do it at the last minute. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So what I suggest doing instead is looking overall at your week and saying, all right, here are some gaps where I'm going to work on it. And then realizing that as I get closer to the goal, I'm going to need buffer time. Mm. And what I mean by buffer time is that's that time that we know our brains are going to kick into gear and we're really going to start focusing on it. And so then we have more time to really fly into hyper-focus and be able to work quickly and fast and be able to get stuff done. So it's so. I hope I'm making it clear, David, that there's the structure is has to be there, but it has to be a lot more malleable. It has to be looser. One of the things that I struggle with with this is like I can't always predict when my brain is going to decide that it wants to engage with a certain problem, right? It, exactly, yes. With that lack of ability to predict. Is that sort of what you're anticipating when you talk about having some flexibility and yes, some wiggle room? Exactly. And thank you, David, because that's a wonderful way to look at it. Yeah, we are unpredictable. So we might say, oh, first thing in the morning, I'm supposed to sit down and work on this, but our brain may not be on board with it. Now, as you get better and better at managing your brain, which is something that we also need to talk about when we're dealing with ADHD, you have more control over it. But there still is, it's a still a question mark. Is, is my brain going to do what I need to do right now? Because the thing we do know is that when that deadline hits, we that's when we will focus. That's when we're going to be able to get what's important done. And that's why it's essential to leave buffer time closer to the deadline. So you're planning for it and preparing for it, doing a little bit of work over time before you get to the buffer time. So you're not starting from scratch. So I like that because it, it you're still allowing for the for the tendency that we have to procrastinate. Oh, yeah. Because because our brains, there's a dopamine issue. I mean, I think we'll have to do some dopamine conversations. Yeah, it's a it's yeah, we I. I could talk, well, obviously I could talk about this for hours and <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so, but, but, but that flexible, so you leave the flexibility in there, but by starting early and, and you, what I'm hearing you say is that like you develop a muscle, so to speak, that you, that you sort of have an ability to break out of that. I can't even think about this until it's, you know, almost here mm -hmm. issue that we yeah. have. So it's, it's do a little bit, do a little bit, do a little bit, do a little bit. And oh my God, it's got to be done tomorrow night. So tomorrow afternoon, I better have my calendar clear so I can work on it. So what do you tell people that, you know, obviously, like for me as an adult, I got diagnosed as an adult. So I had years of self-abuse over this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with me, right? So, um, and and that became in and of itself an issue, <laughs> you know, like I have to stop kicking myself because I can never get anything done as long as I'm just being hard on myself, you know? Right. So, so what do you tell people that sort of helps them shift the, the way that they think about this stuff? Yeah. And it's, that's so common, David, with all of us, because we've spent years and years just screwing stuff up. I wanted to use a different word that starts with an sure. F, but I'm familiar I did with that it. word. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've, we have spent years 
screwing stuff up and we can be so hard on ourselves and then we become perfectionists and then we be, we avoid and we're ashamed. And I mean, there's a lot of emotional crap that goes along with this. Um, and what, what do you tell yourself? Is it starting to, it's becoming aware of those conversations and mm-hmm. to shift it and to, and it, and some people need therapy. They really do because they got, they can't, just let go and shift those internal conversations. But often when you start to notice them and, and treating yourself with love and respect, we talk mm. to ourselves in ways that we would never even think of talking to anybody else we care about. And- I heard someone t- talk about that. And he said, you know, they did a study over a long period of time and people were actually nicer to their animals than they were to themselves. Yeah, Like they'll give the dog the prescription that the vet told them to give their dog but but when they're told they need medication some ridiculously high number of people never even fill the prescription oh, right. and when they fill it they won't actually take it like we just we, we can be really hard on ourselves right we're hard on ourselves and i think that's a normal thing for humans and then you throw in adhd there where we do have this lifelong history of not meeting our expectations or anybody else's expectations that um, it just, it, it snowballs and it becomes a real issue. So it's even harder for us. So it's that, and and we also need to do an episode on awareness, David, because that's Mm. such a key skill, such a key part of this is to start to listen to your internal conversations, listen to what you're telling yourself and shifting out of that, that um, I'm stupid and and I'm ugly and my mother dresses me funny conversation. That's what I call it because it's, you know, that's, that's where I go. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. So you have a framework that you, that you, that you work through and I don't know if we want to declare it in so many words as a framework, but, but, but this is part of like what you're, what you're talking through right now. Right. Right. Exactly. So it's, so we start with, with the intention that you identify your most important thing. What's the rub? What's the, what's the thing for you, um, for Kirk, not having enough billable hours and not having the system set up for his practice. And so identifying those, what is it you're trying to do? And then the second thing is is the mindset. We are consistently inconsistent people. We are not going to do something 100%. It takes time to build skills, habits, build a new way of living. Mm. And so you have to give yourself get out of jail free cards. And you have to listen to how you talk to yourself. And you have to accept that as a person with ADHD, we are going to be inconsistent. And our goal is to build consistency. Our goal is not to be perfect. And then uh, that's that's huge. I mean, just that right there. Set aside perfection, because obviously a lot of us are perfectionists too. But just accept the fact that we're we're moving towards becoming more consistent. That's that's huge in and of itself. Yeah, just that simple change. Yeah. yeah, and and these are these are deep, rich topics that we're talking about in a minute. Um, sure. So I so I I look forward to having more time later on to be able to really. Uh, you know, pull these things apart. And so many good episodes to come. Oh, there are. How could listener, how can you stand it just waiting for these? Anyway, I digress. Okay. And so we need the right mindset and, and there's other things in mindset as well. I'm not going to go into that today. And then we need, we need our skills. We need to have that toolkit of skills to help pull ourselves 
ourselves back on track, help plan so we have the schedule that allows us to have the buffer time before the deadline and doing a little bit of work along the way. So those skills are really important too. And then um, we also need habits. So I, you know, touching your goals. So you stay aware of your goals. So many people write their goals and never look at them again. So we need to set up the structures and the habits. So you, you stay in touch with your goals and then, and then planning, weekly planning, planning your, your upcoming week, daily planning, planning your day instead of constantly shooting from the hip. So there are, there's, there's so many little pieces that go into this. And I look forward to talking about these in more detail over the course of our podcast. I do too. I'm looking forward to it too, because especially when you start talking about habits, <clears throat> touching your goals, I mean, even setting goals and doing weekly planning and daily planning, those are those are three things that make me want to claw my eyes out. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to talking to you more about those in the future. So as we wind up for today, we are still new enough as a podcast that we don't yet have listener mail, but I'm going to ask you, listener, what are the things that you're hearing today that you want us to discuss more? What are Do you have a story to tell? Do you have something to share? Do you have a question about what you're hearing that, uh, or, or some reason why you believe it wouldn't work for you. We want to hear about all of that stuff. I don't and want so to hear gonna, about why they don't think it's going to work for them. I want to hear about the good stuff, David. I Yeah. Well, here's what I want to do is I want to <laughs> give you all of those tough questions so that you can address them later. <laughs> oh, thanks. So, you're, yeah, so totally. you're just going to throw them all to me, huh? Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> it's my job here. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so we want to invite you to hit the website, kicksomeadhd.com, and send us your feedback about today's episode. And with that, I think it's time for the practical tip of the week. Let's kick some ADHD with our practical tip. Yeah, when I talk about skills for this, one of my favorite, favorite tools is cat, what I call catch and redirect. So it's it's using a timer, setting it for... 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and saying, all right, I'm going to use the timer to check in when it rings. That's when I check in. What am I doing? What did I intend to be doing? And moving back on track. And it's building this muscle of over time of strengthening your awareness. What am I doing? What do I intend to be doing? Oh, getting back on track. So now if I'm having a real brain scattery day, then I need to use the timer. I still get out the timer. But most days now I'm pretty much aware on my own of, oh, I've gotten on tr off track. I need to get back on track again. So I call it catch and redirect. Um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great tool. I I, uh, I found that I had an app on my phone at, that, that also runs in my web browser that was, it was easy to just have a, a timer ding very, very gently. Not one of those things that just like pulls you out of your concentration, but enough to make you go, Oh yeah, it's time for me to do Dana's catch and redirect. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> shift. It just, it's just a check-in. So we're yep. not, it's not assigned to take a break or anything like that. It's what am I doing? What do I intend to be doing? I got to get back on track. Well, I think this has been incredibly useful. Thank you for the practical tip and all of the great stuff that you have shared with us today. And I just want to take a minute and tell you, dear listener, you are not alone. There are a lot of us out here that are, what did we say, Dana? Unemployable? Was that the word? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking about it earlier, David. Why are so many people with ADHD self-employed? Well, many of us have entrepreneurial spirits, but a lot of us also basically are unemployable because we yeah. don't, we don't 
walk the com- the corporate walk. We don't sing the company song. We're just wanting to do what we want to do. And that means having our own companies. That's true. But you can be successful you can. even if, you can. even as an employee if you need to be. But uh, as a business owner and, and as, as, as a business leader, you can be successful with ADHD. And I'm looking forward to so many new episodes to come. And um, I think we have this tradition that we're building here, which is to ask what's your next step? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I like to, I like to throw it back on you, dearest listener is, so what are you going to do with this? What, sorry, my dog just shook right by the microphone. If you heard that. I love it. Oh uh, yeah. Carly's that's, Carly does. You know, the beauty of being self-employed and working yeah, from home, right? Yeah. Surrounded by dogs. Anyway, I, I, I Oh, squirrel. How about that? Uh, so it's what's your, what's your next step is what's the next thing you're going to do taking from today that we talked about maybe are you going to get out of timer and play catch and redirect maybe you're going to start to spend some just a little bit of time thinking about how huh, what's what's the the pressure point what's the rub what what's my goal need to be what am i working on instead of the important things where where are the distractions where's the sink that i'm just going you know waiting in the swamp instead of getting things done so i want you to identify what's your next step and what are you going to do to put that into action? Love it. And then I am also looking forward to the next step for all of us, which is to tune in next time Yay. <laughs> when, we, when we have another exciting problem, issue, challenge, topic to tackle here on Kick Some ADHD. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who, squirrel, uh, um, has ADHD, or might, and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed, go to kicksomeadhd.com. ADHD.com.